What's up, everybody? I'm Andy Alessio, and welcome to the latest edition of the Back to Back Hip Hop Podcast. On Skype with me is Arizona artist Little Prada. So how you doing, man? Gang, I'm doing good, bro. Curl life in this bitch. So what I admire about you from the jump is your self-confidence. And it shows through a specific tweet back in December where you said, I've been turning everything I've been talking about into existence. So what in your life led you to realize the importance of speaking things into existence? And what specifically has come alive as a result of this mentality? This is so crazy you're saying this, bro, because I was just talking to Stacey about this. No, I said that, like, because the shit we say in our songs, bro, like, we we spoke that shit into life. Like, that shit's hard to explain, but, like, like the other day we were listening to Problem, and that part came on, like, how I'm turning nothing into something. And, like, I was in a fucking whip in L.A. We had just finessed our, one of our fucking fans to pay for our B&B. And, like, it was just wild, nigga. I just looked at Stacey. I was like, bro, we in L.A. off nothing, like, literally. Like, we live in Arizona. Like, what the fuck are we doing here on this music shit? Isn't that such a cool feeling, though? I mean, you don't really realize that you achieved something until you're actually doing it. And I feel like, I mean, you going to L.A. to record, like, is a perfect example of that. For real, that shit's crazy to me, bro. I never thought, I never thought I'd take this shit this far. What? What makes you say that? I don't know, like. Where I'm from, people don't really do much, and, like, it's on some stupid shit. Like, everyone's on some dumb shit here. I'm trying to leave already. So if you feel that people are lazy from where you're from, when did you realize, hey, I need to get out of here and focus on myself? It was just my family that pushed me on that shit, because, like, they were always bugging me to go to school, go to school. Like, if I want fucking nice things, high school is trash. And I decided I I definitely, for sure, was not going to college. I had to figure out some shit to do. And I love to do music, bro. And let me tell you something, man. I mean, not only does the quality of your music show that you love to do music, but I tell Stasis time and time again, your music clearly shows that you are a hook master. There's something about your voice that when I hear a hook that includes your vocals, I instantly know it's going to be a hit. I'm dead, bro. Dude, but so despite, I mean, speaking things into existence, why were you the most depressed you've ever been then back in January despite the success? Oh, fuck, bro. It was a lot of problems with my girl. It was I got kicked out the house, nigga, like, literally right after January 1st passed. Like, shit was all good before that. And then shit did a complete 360, bro. And, and nigga, I wasn't even living at home. I was living in fucking across the whole fucking town and shit with Stacy. We was, like, place to place. Like, I don't know, but we we, we trying to get stable type shit where I am. I don't know, but it's just crazy how shit could change, bro. Well, I think you said it best. So back in June 24th, 2017, you tweeted something about saying, our thoughts hurt us more than reality. And I feel like to get to that depressive state, I mean, more so than reality, it's just your mind playing with you. Yeah, that shit's wild. I don't know, bro, but I mean... This music shit gives me a lot more things to focus on than what's going on in reality. And that's why I love it so much. I mean, and I feel like, too, music is your positive outlet just to escape. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it has to be, and I clearly understand that. But if music is such a positive outlet for you, why back in July did you ponder giving it up? Um, 
I thought about giving up music in July because at that time, bro, I had no songs posted that I have now posted on my shit. That's like at that time, I wasn't doing enough. And like in my head, like I was like, fuck, my music's not like no one's listening to this shit. And then I was near a breaking point, and that's when I realized, like, nigga, this shit ain't even hard. I need to make some hard shit if niggas want to listen. So I just started really taking it serious when I tweeted that. And Stacey was like, no, nigga, you're not giving up. And then I just went harder, pretty much. So what surprises me about Stacey is the fact that he's so willing to tell everyone that in 2017, anything he did musically wasn't serious. So do you feel that you have that similar mindset right now? Or do you feel that you've found the sound and quality of music you want to create and just roll with that? No, I'm trying to find my, my peak right now. But so far what we've been doing, like, it's, I'm not going to say it hasn't been serious because it has been, but like it hasn't been as serious as like we could possibly get. Like we could make some songs in 20 minutes, bro. And like we'll surprise the fuck out some people. And, and I don't know if we really sat down and took our time, we could make some way better music. And that's what we're trying to do this year. I mean, you fucking surprised me solely on the fact that even though you guys haven't put really 100% into this, there's still people tweeting saying no other Arizona rappers are really saucing shit except for Stacy and Little Prada. And I mean, it's amazing that you can get that type of notoriety without taking it, I mean, fully seriously. That just shows your potential, for real. For real, bro. It's crazy. The fans, they just started fucking with us, bro. It should be like, like, we had to put in the work first, definitely. Like, I learned that the hard way. Like, I realized, like, bro, ain't nobody going to fuck with you based off what you say. Like, you really have to put in the work. You really have to drop the music to get that fan base. And, like, people don't see that. They just think that you could feature on a song and you all the fans will transfer. Like, nah, bro, that's not how this shit works. Dude, that's not how it works at all. So many people, especially related to underground music in general, literally have this you can blow up overnight mentality. And that's so far from the truth. Like, that does not exist. For real. That shit does not exist, bro. No, not at all. And yet, so, I mean, people say that you're saucing musically, yet you're getting dress coded at Denny's? (laughs) Bro, I got dress coded. Fuck Denny's. Look, I went to Denny's with my girl, bro. And I was wearing the Supreme shirt, and it's a, I don't know if you know, it's a Dead Kennedys one, and on the back, upside down, it says, too drunk to fuck. So I walk in with that shirt, and the fucking manager's like, oh, you gotta leave my restaurant. And I was like, I was like, what did I do? And he's like, you gotta go change your shirt, or you gotta leave the restaurant. And then I was like, what the fuck's wrong with my shirt? Like, it just has Dead Kennedys, and I completely forgot what was on the back. So I just had I just fucking changed my shirt. <laughs> I just put on a hoodie real quick. Dude, let me tell you, the shirts that you wear on your covers are so sick. Like the the profile picture of the song Top, that purple camo shirt is ridiculously sick. <laughs> I'm dead, bro. Just wait till I get rich. I'm really gonna sauce on you. Dude, I fuck with it. But I mean, for real, I think you sauce. I'm really excited to hear your opinion on this. I think you sauce in the rap game solely because you practice what you preach. Now, this is going really in the detail. But so, I mean, you started the collective Dark Art. And now being the nerd that I am, I love Harry Potter and the Dark Arts in Harry Potter. It's defined as any type of magic that's mainly used to cause harm, control or death to the victim. And I don't think you realize, but your music is truly dark art because you have people tweeting after listening 
to the 1717 cipher that this song almost made me fade my grandma as well as <laughs> someone else tweeting that kill Stacy and little proud of music make me want to slap children and steal their lunch money. So I just love the fact that you started this collective dark art and your music by definition really is dark art. It's crazy, bro. I started that before I knew Stacy. I started it with a couple, a couple of my homies because we was doing music and like there was other people in Arizona doing music and like, I heard all this shit and it seems like everyone out here just trying to like sound like something and we didn't sound like shit. So I was like, fuck, we were having a hard time coming up with the name. And I was like, fuck, bro, this shit is like dark art. And then that's literally how I came up with it. I could not think of a better name than dark. Art. <laughs> Dude, no, I think that I, I really like that name. And I know you started it before you met Stacy because when Stacy first reached out to you about joining, did you really say that you're only working on team projects? Bro, I don't remember saying that fuck shit, but he can't provide proof. So when did you realize then that it was a must to work and associate with someone like Stacy? I heard Can't Relate and it was a rap. And Drug Love, I think he deleted Drug Love, but I heard those two songs. And then I was like, damn, bro, like, this shit fire. I want to make a song with him. So I sent him a song. It was Terrazona, and he sent it back the same day. And I was like, yeah, he's on his shit. And he, he sent me the most fire verse back ever, bro. Well, isn't it just funny, too? I mean, if what Stacy said was true, it, it's just really ironic that, one, uh, you're not really necessarily wanting to associate with a person. And then literally six months to a year later, He's not only your best friend in the music game, but, like, he's one of your, like, best friends in life. Yeah, that shit's trippy, bro. Like, like we live together currently. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Well, and now he's making you look like a hero in music videos, too, when he tosses lighters <laughs> to you in the backyard. Bro, I still don't understand how you caught that lighter. It was God, bro, because to be real with you, I wear contacts. I didn't even have those bitches in at the time, so I couldn't see shit. I'm blind as fuck. He threw that lighter. I did not think it was going to be that off. But I still put my hand out there, nigga. But I caught it somehow, and I was like, what the fuck? Your legacy is going to be forever established <laughs> solely because you caught that lighter. I don't think you realize that. I'm dead. He tweeted it. Everybody hit me up. How the fuck did you catch that light? I felt like Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to feel like a little proud of <laughs> I'm dead. Dude, I hope he gets dress coded when he goes to Denny's, too. For real, everyone needs to experience that shit. Nah, I experienced some way worse shit. I was on, I was coming back from LA on the Greyhound, and the border patrol, uh, they are, they're like waiting on the next stop at the gas station, and they're only asking Mexican people for their fucking um, their social security and like their papers and shit. And so we're getting off, and they ask me, and they don't have Stacy, and Stacy pulls out his phone, bro, and starts flipping. And that shit was stupid as fuck. They was asking only Mexicans. Dude, I saw that video. Uh, I saw that actually like an hour ago from Stacy, And it's just like, I don't know, it's really sad that we live in a society that that still happens routinely. I, I don't even know like any other way to put it because I haven't experienced that personally. Bro, that shit was just like, I was like, damn, it's 2018. And they still trying to fuck us over. No, oh, dude, I mean, I feel like people are trying to get fucked over on a daily basis for, for multiple reasons. Bro, that shit's sad, bro. It, it is. But, I mean, we it, we just have to... I mean, this is going to be so, so so cliche, but, I mean, we just have to 
to focus on ourselves and focus on the task at hand. And I feel like, I mean, knowing you and knowing how genuine you are as a person, like as hard as that is to experience, you handled it very, very well. Yeah, for real. We could have handled it like way worse, but I wasn't trying to get kicked off the Greyhound. I would have been stuck in LA. Yeah, dude, Greyhounds scare the fuck out of me. I've been on a couple Greyhounds and it's it, Greyhounds are always adventurous in one way or the other. Like my Greyhound driver, one time his name was Rabbit. I'm dead. Dude, his real name, he's like, I'll be your bus driver, my name is Rabbit. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm dead. No, one time um, the bus driver quit on me and Stacey right when we was going to take off to LA for the show. And I kid you not, our bus delayed for seven hours, bro. And all they gave us was a free voucher for a meal. That was it? Yeah, that was it. Everyone was tripping. There was, like, crackheads in there. They were like, I'm finna come back and shoot this shit up. Like, everything was bad, bro. Greyhounds are sketchy as shit, like, for real. Deadass. So, with people like you and Stacey, I mean, who are truly on the come up, why do people still constantly say that there's no talent in Arizona? Because everyone rides uh, everyone's dick out here, and they don't know how to work for their shit. And when they see someone working, they don't want to give them credit. But it's all right, bro. Like, we finna put Arizona on the map, by the way. So do you guys feel like the local interest regarding your music has increased in the last few months? Yeah, hell yeah. Like, after December, like, mid-December, like, that's when shit really locally-wise, like, Cause it's always been from other places, but locally it started picking up like mid December and like now it's like it's pretty up. It's getting up, bro. So, what do you think specifically finally made people in Arizona realize just how talented both of you are in particular? Honestly, uh, in December, at the end of December, uh, around I think it was the 21st, we had a show. I met Daniel the day before, and um, I just told him, Hey, bro, come through to the show. We got a show tomorrow. And he, he came through, and he recorded our performance and shit. And that shit was cool, bro. Like, like a lot of people turned down. It was a local show. And the next day, he, he asked me and Stacey to, like, to be in Dark Art. So it was a wrap from there, bro. We started making videos, sending them to our A&R, getting them on Elevator and shit. We started, like, getting a lot of blog places. Daniel, Daniel, that nigga, uh, he's on his shit. He's coming up. It's so ironic, because I feel like I'm in a similar place to you in the fact that like from a from a fan base standpoint, I feel like I have so much more outside of Minnesota than what I have in Minnesota. Oh, real shit. Yeah. It makes it makes you like in your head it makes it seem like, yeah, bro, like, I got this shit. Like it's just a matter of time before the people in my own town start fucking on me once they see like the rest of the world does. Exactly. And like once people realize like how good your debut project's gonna be and like proud and friends with all the features you have like i feel that's really it shouldn't because you should already have this type of local establishment but i feel like that's really what's going to turn the corner for you in particular in arizona yeah bro sure that project's gonna be tough this fuck. so why proud and friends obviously your features who's on it why the title go for it all right i named it proud and friends because that ep is strictly me and my friends and it's going to have features from Stacy, Sav, Zodiac, Young Bambi, uh, Lil Candy Paint, 10 Cell Phones, and Chris De Niro. Yeah, and that's it. I love those features so much, man. I mean, you and I talked about it a couple of days ago. I love the Young Bambi feature in particular, obviously because he's one of the most genuine people 
in this music scene. Obviously, not surprised to see Sav, Stacy, and Yak on there. Those get me hyped already. But how did the Chris De Niro feature come about? Bro, I talked I talk to Chris a minute ago, and I caught beats off of him. And, and he just shows up, and I fuck with that nigga heavy. He's definitely someone I'm, I'm trying to work more when I'm up. Oh, dude, absolutely. And I feel like when, once you get up, he's going to want to be working with you more often, too. Yeah, definitely. So when, from a release date standpoint, when can we expect this? Next month. Dude, next month. Yes, that's what's up. Yeah. Little Proud and Friends. Next month, coming to March. Next month, bro. She's going to drop. Dude, awesome. Well, Prada, dude, I've waited for this. I was excited that this is happening, and finally, we did it. Thank you. This was dope, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. I fuck with what you're doing. Dude, of course, man. I mean, like, I say this all the time. Like, I fuck with you and Stacy, not only as artists, obviously, but as people. And, like, that matters more to me, and I fuck with it. We fuck with you, bro. Like, we're going to link eventually. I'm going to link with you. Dude, of course, man. We have a show in Houston opening up for Lil Wap on the 22nd. It's on his tour. It's Lil Wap and Chapo. It's going to be in Houston in March. Dude, yes, that's so... Houston. Yeah, in Houston on the 22nd for for all the Texas. It's going to be at the underground. That is huge. Guys, if you're out in Houston in March, you better be there. That's what's up. Guys, follow Prada on Twitter at Prada. Be sure to be on the lookout for Prada and Friends. Go to the show in Houston on March 22nd. Be sure to check them out on SoundCloud. Follow Nick and I on SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Back Back Hip Hop. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.